With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. In a week of uncertainty in the COVID world, we take comfort in the certainty of Joe Aribo putting on a show for you. I am your host Scott Carney, joining me as a tonight, Ali Pearson, how are you? Very well, I've got a wee half day at work tomorrow and that's me off for three weeks for the Christmas oh, period, so I'm uh, looking forward to switching my work phone off and not looking at emails. You don't do it anyway, ever ask a conversation for an half time. Anyway, Ryan, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Um absolutely weekend. It's good to see Rangers have finally kicked into kicked into gear, clicked into form, whatever we've been talking about all season, they've done it. Um and my feet are absolutely roasting because I've got some nice pair of slippers on here. So. <laughs> oh yes, oh, this is I bet you tell everybody now that you've said it. My message has put my slippers somewhere and I'm not very happy about it because I can't find them. Um and Neil Oliver, how are you? <laughs> I'm very good, yeah. Cheers. Um it was a brilliant weekend there, so um enjoyed that and yeah, very much looking forward to the, the game tomorrow evening. Yes, very much looking forward to it. We're into three home games on the bounce now, so a lot of trips to Ibrox, which is always always good, especially in the form that we have been shown. Uh, before we get into all that, uh, Club Act 22 is proudly sponsored by Manscaped, the best of men's below-the-waist grooming. If you go to manscaped.com, use the code Use the code Club at twenty two. Even you will get twenty percent off and free shipping. Your balls will definitely thank you. I've actually ran out of the the crop preserver ball deodorant thing, so I'm onto the toner spray now, and that still still smells pretty good. I'm pretty pretty happy with that. I like, um, I like the toner. I prefer the toner out the two one. But I don't know. I there's, the there's, there's something quite satisfying though about um, how can I say this? 
lathering yourself after massaging your boys. Something about that. It's, it's pretty good. So I'll be looking for more um, Manscaped deodorant. I'll be ordering that. Uh, it's very good. Anyway, gentlemen, we'll move on. Uh, just before we do, there is still tickets for our live show, um, which is in the Viceroy on the 14th of January. Uh, there is a link below that, uh, below this podcast, uh, to buy your tickets. Five pounds a ticket. Come spend a bit of time with us during the winter break as we bring you a live pod, bit of a Q and A and certainly uh, share a few beers with you anyway. So we're going to round up some Rangers news, look ahead to the St Johnston game, um, which is on Wednesday evening. Uh, but first of all, we will start with the win over Hearts at Tynecastle on Sunday. Goals from Alfredo Morelos and Joribo give Rangers another massive win in a game where a lot of a lot of people might have expected a, a wee bit of a slip-up from Rangers. Ryan, you weren't on the, the club reaction pod on Sunday after the game, so what's your thoughts on the game? I was delighted, absolutely delighted. Rangers get big players, put big performances in a big game. That's the way I see it. Um, obviously, with a, a shaky first couple of minutes, when McGregor pulled off that, that save, I think it was, I think it was Bassey that was sleeping a wee bit, maybe. Um, but he's pulled off a great save. He does what he does. Shuts in and up that said he, he, that McLaughlin should be playing. And then Rangers just really. It really impressed me throughout the game. Um, I'm noticing how deep Borna and Tavernier are sitting and how little we rely on them in an attacking play now. And that's the way I want to see Rangers. It was always, it was always a problem for me that we, when when it, things weren't working, we, we just kept persevering with Tavernier and Barisic down the wings. That's not the case under GOE scene where the problems are clearly. And he's trying to implement this... this uh, style of play that he's, he's got, got his playing under. I thought they were brilliant. I thought Kent was great. I thought Arebo was outstanding. That long ball to him, I knew he was going to bring that down. Like when you, As soon as I knew it was Arebo running through for it, I knew he would bring it down like that. He's the only player on the team that could have a touch like that. I mean, thank fuck it wasn't Alfie. Um, <laughs> but he was, he, was, he was brilliant at the weekend. Um, but and speaking on, uh, talking about Alfie, I thought Alfie was... His team play was, that's exactly what you see from him. Scored his goal, bit of shithouser at the end as well. Everything you want to see for Alfredo Morelos. And then a smile on his face as well. Sakala, another one, another big performer. I thought he was great for the majority of the game. So, yeah, Rangers, Rangers played well in a big game. And um, that's another another one ticked off the list of uh, difficult fixtures where Rangers were going to slip up. Yes, very much so, mate. Um, and we always say it when Alfredo Morelos is happy. Um, it's a dangerous Alfredo Morelos because he's enjoying himself and that's what we all like to see. And you can't not love That's why I used his picture on the artwork today. The, what he does at the end of the game is just everything you want for, from Alfredo. Um, Ali, I'll come to you. Um, obviously, Ryan mentioned the, pretty much the front three there. Um, you'd maybe been saying for a while that you've wanted to see Ken Sakala and Morelos up front. So... I've watched the game back and Sakala and um, Kent looked so dangerous. I don't know if it's the tinkering that Gio's made in terms of the, he's keeping them more wide and they are, he definitely is trying to isolate them one-on-one with the, the full-backs. Uh, and as Ryan mentioned as well, Alfredo Morelos put in a very selfless performance even though he um, even though he scored a goal. I thought he, his work rate for the team was great. But... Uh, I'm pretty sure what your answer is going to be to this, but you want to see this front three going forward now, yes? Yeah, 
I think it's suited against Hearts because Hearts were going to come out and have a go at us and play football. And he did Hearts, had a go at us, so it kind of opened up. Obviously, we'll come on to teams for St. Johnson. St. Johnson, to me, will come to Ibrox and sit with a bank of five, a bank of four, and one guy up top. So do you play the two of them? We'll, we'll need to wait and see what our teams are. But I've been waiting for that all season, that front. I think it's devastating, the pace, the power. I think it's got everything. Sakala... I don't know how he defends Sakala. He's, he's one of these guys that I don't think he knows what he's doing half the time and the defender doesn't know what he's doing. We don't know what he's doing, but he's got that see, that electric pace, Sakala, that full-backs and defenders hate. I mean, that boy for Hearts, he just put the ball past him and he was gone. And, he had, and a lot of guys would just lash that across, but he did well, Sakala. Got his head up, saw where Alfie was. He was just standing waiting, played it. But um, I've been crying out for that front three all season and it... It clicked and it clicked, especially the first that first twenty minutes when we went two up. I just thought they were devastating at times that front three. And I, I think it could really hurt teams going forward. When I say and I mean teams that are going to have a go at us, a Hearts, a Hibs, a Celtic. I was going to say the sheep there, but even they sit in. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, for games like that, I think it could be quite devastating. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think the. The pace of it is frightening, it really is. And when you've got a happy Alfredo Morelos willing to do the battering in the middle of the, the middle of the pitch or the, or the, bo- the middle of the box, even to get on to the end of what they're going to produce, then it's a pretty de- a pretty terrifying front three to, to come up against. Scotia, um, confidence is sometimes taken for granted in terms of football teams and football players. But right now, the confidence is oozing through every single player that plays for Rangers. Yeah, it looks that way. I mean, I thought Golson was really good. I mean, he delivered the ball for the first goal as well, up to Kent. He delivered the ball for Aribo, and then there was, obviously, it was Arfield's first chance that it was Golson. We had another great delivery to Morelos to play to play Arfield through. So I thought Golson was really good. You can see the confidence come back into him and into the centre centre back positions. I don't know if that's just because we're keeping clean sheets. Probably is. It's really good, but everyone's playing with that bit of zip about them. And did you manage to catch um, Joe Aribo's post-match interview? Mm-hmm. That he done, yeah. He looked to me. He looked really confident. I don't know if that's just because it's right after the game, but a lot of the times when you see him in press conferences before games, he's a wee bit more quiet and reserved. But in that one, he just looked absolutely buzzing, and that was interesting to see. So I don't know. That's probably as just coming off the back of a a great result because I thought it was a really good game. Game of football that you know, hearts weren't terrible, they played well, they came out and had a go, as Ali was saying. And I just thought it was a really good, um, really good advert for Scottish football that game. It had a wee bit of everything, and both teams playing well. And thankfully, we played that bit more, bit better to get the, those three points. Absolutely, I think if you are if you score a goal like Jordy Bo does, mate, I'd be feeling pretty good about myself. So that's probably why you're seeing a wee bit of confidence coming through from him. But yeah, I mean, you're right. In terms of a game of football, it was a good game of football. And Hearts could maybe count themselves unlucky a wee bit. I think it kind of leads me on to somebody else I wanted to speak about, and it's Alan McGregor. Now, Ryan, obviously, people are saying Rangers we kind of rode a luck a wee bit, um, but. The reason that you have a quality goalkeeper in goal is because you want them to save shots at important times. We were all a wee bit, not all of us, however, not all of us were a wee bit critical of McGregor about what was going, what was happening in his head. I think he looks like all of a sudden he's just found a wee bit of hunger from somewhere and his aggression is back. Aggression in terms of his 
mad screaming that he does that we all love to see, but Alan McGregor's almost turning back the clock a wee bit. Aye, he's been like that for, for a few years now, though. Like, I think because we, were, we weren't playing well, we weren't playing well, we were limping through games, scraping results, conceding really poor goals, conceding the first goal every week, and McGregor was susceptible to justified criticism. He was, he was, there was, he'd, he'd had a couple of mistakes, but he's got a lot of credit in the bank, Alan McGregor, and that's what I didn't like. I don't like to see players like that getting criticism because he's pulled us out of shit so many times. Yes, it's his job, but some of the saves he makes are world-class, like they're absolutely world-class. I mean, it wasn't that long ago we were having a debate, or as Rangers fans of, is Alan McGregor a better goalkeeper than Gorham? Now, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether you think he is or not. For that to be a debate says how well, how good a goalkeeper he is for, for Rangers. So I was never in the camp of, oh, McGregor needs dropped. If he was having howlers, then you've got to think about it. But Alan McGregor's always going to have that in his locker. And the mad bit about him just is a cherry, cherry in the, the icing, a cherry in the top of the cake for me. I, I love that he's like that. But yeah, we've got to just, if Alan McGregor, he's not brilliant at cross balls. But he makes up for everything with his shortstop and he pulls off world-class saves all the time. And as you say, it's, it is his job, but he's just he's a solid keeper for us. And I'll, I don't think I'll ever be in a position where I'm, I'm hoping it gets dropped. No, especially not now, the way the, the way that he has kind of bounced back to form. And it's brilliant to see and it's what we, what we need. It's what you want to have confidence in the keeper and... Ali, I'll come to you. I've seen a few things. Do you think, well, obviously this is a bit of a, a, bit of a stupid question. Keeping the zero, as Gio says, we've started to do that again. Do you think McGregor was lacking a wee bit of confidence in his, his back line, the players that were in front of him, and it wasn't allowing him to be himself completely? Because now, I mean, he's just saving anything that goes anywhere near him. I, <clears throat> I think... Scotia mentioned this. I'm giving actually Scotia credit here, actually. I think Scotia <laughs> mentioned this um, oh, a good few months ago. See when Gerard was rotating the keepers constantly, McLaughlin was in mm. this for league games as well. McLaughlin was in, McGregor was out, vice versa. I don't think that helped. I really don't think it helped. And you can see now that Al McGregor, I know he didn't play the Leon game, but we all knew he wouldn't because that was a dead rubber, but he's played every single game. Consistency. And I, I think that's why he's returned to the level he is because he is playing every week. I think pulling a, I can understand it terms why Gerard did it because he's he's 39, but I mean, a Rangers goalkeeper doesn't do much in a game. I know he has, he's there to make big saves at times, but he's not tested all the time. So I think Gio's looked at that and went, I'm not going to mess about with the goalkeepers. Al McGregor's my number one and I'm going to stay with him. And I think that's, I honestly think that is the main reason Al McGregor has returned to the form that we know Alan McGregor is. And um, yeah, I, I, I would honestly put it down to that. I really would. Yeah, I think he even mentioned himself, I think, in an interview, can't remember where, um, forgive me, but he said, I think consistencies, the, the chopping and changing wasn't exactly a good thing for him. He wanted to be playing regularly and maybe maybe at the age that he is, he has to. Look, he's, he's, a, he's a phenomenon getting to the age that he is. The last keeper I remember in Scotland being 
Well, I think Jim Leighton was 65 by the time he retired, was he not? <laughs> um, I think that's the, that, oldest yeah. the oldest keeper that I can remember. So, yeah, I'm just happy to have the Alan McGregor we know and love back. Scotia, I'll come to you for the man of the moment right now, Joe Aribo, and kudos to the man, whoever it was on Twitter, that made the Air Aribo um, outline of, like, for, it was like the Air Jordan. Oh, it, is treme- it is tremendous. Scotia, that goal I have watched, I don't know how many times, and each time it gets better and better, but especially see from the one that's behind Alan McGregor's goal, when you see the ball, you see the run from Aribo, the first touch is ridiculous, and so is the finish. Yeah, I mean, we expect this from Aribo, we can just pop the ball out of the sky from ridiculous kind of heights and angles, and he's, he's been really good at it, so you know, this was always coming. Um, I was listening to the flagship on Heart and Hand last night, and I think David Edgar had mentioned that there was a, a Liverpool goal, Van Dyke passing up to Salah, was it? And everyone was raving about that down south. And he was saying, you know, that was very similar to what we scored. And yeah, and I would I thoroughly agree with that. Aribo's just on a, on a different planet at the minute um, in our team. I think he's the mo- our most important player. But my big one worry, my big worry is because he's playing so well, he attracts all the attention and. How long is he going to stick around for? I hope. I hope it's for many a year to come. But we need to be a wee bit realistic. The more he performs like that, the likely it is that he'll leave. So I think what we really need, just need to do is enjoy Aribo's performances um, while we've got him because they're been wonderful to watch this season. Particularly when the rest of the team weren't playing very well, Aribo still gave you that wee that wee spark and made you sit up and you know go away from the game half pleased in some aspects of the game, but. With the rest of the team growing around him, Van Bronckhorst tend to give him a wee bit more licence to go forward, playing a bit more centrally. We've all had the discussion about should he be out on the right or in behind the striker. And at the minute, I don't think you can drop him from behind Alfie because he's shown how good he's been since Gio's come in. Yeah, again, I think he's he seems to just have a wee bit of freedom and belief in himself and he looks like really enjoying his football and he will attract attention because why would he not? I mean, he is the most informed man in Scotland right now. Don't ever believe what the Daily Record say, thinking that Carl McGregor's been the best. I don't know what they're talking about there, to be honest. Even the last two months that Aribo's had compared to Carl McGregor's done, it's just not comparable. And they wonder why everybody's coming to um, fan media for stuff um, for their news because it's just a joke. Um but yeah, I mean, Aribo will attract attention and he, will, he might attract an offer as well. He's coming in, he's 18 months left in his contract, so this could be his last year um, if he decides that he doesn't want to sign a new contract, which is very probable, um, or possible even, then you're still going to get a decent enough offer for him, which will be good. Be sad to see him go, but I more of that, please, Joe, because we all want to see more. Ryan, just before we move on... Um, I think it's becoming clear, and this might be a bit of a, a hindsight's a wonderful thing question, and we have mentioned it before. I think it's quite clear that fresh eyes were needed on this team, um, and the change has happened at the right time now. I am all in agreement of that. Um, I was devastated when Gerard left, yes, but now um, it all seems to be just slowly clicking into gear, and I'm, I'm more than happy with what Gio's doing. Oh, without a doubt. I... We've spoke about it quite a few times now and it's it just becomes more apparent every game that there was a staleness and perhaps the management and the training was, that's where the staleness was. I'm not saying it was, but perhaps that has been the case because these players look like they've just got a total new lease of life. You could make a list of them from Arfield 
Kent's gets consistency about his game. Aribo's put up, stepped up another level. Alfie's going to come out a, a bit of a huffy slump. They're, they're all, there really is a list of them. They just seem to really have kicked on. And even as, as it's Scotia just said a minute ago there about Connor Goldson, Connor Goldson does look more settled playing these, playing the way we know we can play. And you never, you don't know what's going on in the background. And I'm not saying there was stuff going on in the background, but the timing looks as if it's been good. Looks as if it's been perfect for us. It's happened at a good time with that fixture, um, the fixtures that we had. And I am, as I said on is it Saturday, Saturday morning we were doing the pod, I am content and it's uh, it's it's a nice feeling. I'm very confident about the future under Van Bronckhorst. Yeah, it's scary though, isn't it? it is. <laughs> There's always gives you that wee bit of worry of going, gosh, should I be this happy? Should this, should this, is this natural? But again, that's all down to what we've been through. Um, but I, I love what Gio's doing. I love what he's trying to implement and the the kind of the, the fresh slate that he's gave players. I mean, in that, in terms of players like Scott Arfield that have came back in and he's flourished. He really, really has. And the consistency in the team is something that I'm, I'm really beginning to like. You should be picking your informed players. You shouldn't be picking names. Uh, and that seems to be what he's doing and um, they're thanking him for it. So we'll move on. Um, or we'll move on to the, the draw for the, the first round of 16 of the Europa League, I think it's called. I don't really know. Um, and it's Rangers v Dortmund. Uh, the first tie will be on the 17th of February. Uh, and that'll be in Germany, of course. And the return leg will be on the 24th fourth of February at Ibrooks, a massive glamour tie for Rangers in my opinion. Ali, we watched it and worked together. When we didn't get Barca, um I was more than happy that we get Dortmund. Yeah. I think everyone wanted either Barca or Dortmund. I wanted if I had to pick one, I would have I would have went with Barca, but Dortmund's huge. This is the biggest team we've played in Europe since pre ban well since the banter years pretty much since we since we went in the admin, but um, yeah, it's, it's a huge time in mean, Dortmund. Oh, what a team they are! What players they've got! A big Haaland up front as well. Big, big Bassi will have a battle with him and Goldson mm-hmm. if he's stiff. He still is in January, but that's the tie I want. I want a big team coming to Ibrox. I didn't want a Porto. Didn't want a Zenit. The teams we've played before because I mean we spoke at work, Carney, and said if we got Porto, if I used it, I think you used the word it'd be underwhelming. And it kind of would if we draw poor eye, it's good, but you'd look at it and go, if we played them before, everyone wanted the big glamour tie. It's a Champions League tie, this Rangers Dortmund, it really is. And I'm buzzing for it. But as I did say to you at work though, because the first the first tie's away from home, let's 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 keep it tight and give us something to play for at iBooks. Because there'd be nothing worse if we went to Dortmund and get battered and then there'd be nothing to play for at iBooks. But I don't think Rangers will do that, and um, I, I'm absolutely buzzing for it when it comes around. Yeah, and also, mate, the fact that it is quite a glamour tie, Mister Rangers might be thinking, I'll just add a wee extra ten pound onto that ticket because uh, yeah. I know I will sell them. <laughs> uh, it's going to be expensive enough as it is. So yes, let's just um, let's just hope we don't get absolutely done in when we're away. Look, I think it's one of those games that. We've got nothing to lose. Of course, Dortmund are going to be the favourites for this. The calibre of player is ridiculous, but it's just such a... Ryan, it's such a nice feeling to be back involved with a, a, a massive European name like Bucher or Dortmund. I, I couldn't be happier with it. We've waited a long time for a, a glamour a glamour tie like this in Europe because it is they're a huge team. Dortmund and it excites me. I wanted them at Barca. 
wanted Barca because of the away trip. I don't anticipate that I'll get to I'll get to Germany, never let uh, let alone get in the stadium. But uh, it's it's mouth watering to think about Dortmund coming to to come to Ibrox, especially if we're still in the tie. That would be sensational. The atmosphere would probably like something we've not heard for years at Ibrox. Um, I text my son; he was at school, and I just sent, sent him a, a gift for Haaland, and he was like, "What?" And I was like, "We've just been drawn against Borussia Dortmund," and he just sent like the the Slavering emoji. He's never seen that. He's twelve. He's never seen like a team like that at Ibrox. So kind of desperate to try and get him a ticket somewhere. Um, he probably won't be doing me and my dad. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But um, aye, it's um, we've waited so long to get a, a big a big team like Dortmund, and that. I cannot wait for it. Like seeing Haaland, I'm down at pitch level basically. I can't wait to see Haaland running about Ibrox. I mean, I watch a bit of Bundesliga and he's he's a phenomenal footballer, but I don't see Bassi having much trouble. <laughs> Near Darwin, to be honest, the way Gofton Bassi can do with him. Like, that's what I mean. It's like you've seen Haaland and there's, there's so much like, hype around uh, this player and uh, where he's possibly going to go. I think he's made his intentions quite clear that he doesn't want to stay at Dortmund, but he's still playing pretty good football. He's still playing. He's in the short window, so he's, he's going to be playing at the best that he can. Scotia, yeah, it is typical um, that we're in the situation that the world is in right now, and I think Germany are even more strict than. Uh, we nicky nippy here, mate. So I, I, I just I don't see us getting there. I've always wanted to go to Dortmund. Uh, I've always wanted to to go see a Borussia Dortmund game, see the yellow wall, etc., etc. Et so it is pretty typical that we get this glamour tie, and I probably won't be there. Yeah, it's just unfortunate where we are at the minute. If I, see, if I'm if I'm being honest, I'm maybe a wee bit different than you guys. That for this tie, I would have pr- probably preferred. An easier team to get through against, and then get the glamour tie in the next game. But I'm not disappointed that we that we've got Dortmund. It'll be absolutely class to see them. I do wonder if Howland will be there, um, because obviously mm. he wants to leave. Is he out of contract at the end of the summer as well at Dortmund? End of I the think, summer, yeah. Potentially. So Dortmund might want to try and cash in their money in January. I know there was Guardiola had get asked about it at the Man City press conference at the weekend there, um, that he wasn't very happy about. So. It would be great if he was still at Dortmund so that we could come get a player like his quality coming through that we get to sit and watch live because it's not very often that you, you manage to get sit and watch these players. Like I mentioned, when Barca were here and you got to see Kenny Messi at his peak. Although it was fairly quiet that game that we played against him. <laughs> when we were here, we managed to nullify them quite well. But it's just great to get these type of players coming to the, coming to the stadium to see. And uh, yeah, it's going to be disappointing that we probably won't be able to all get out there and there'll be restrictions so we'll just need to see how stuff goes with Covid over the, the next month or two um, in terms of will we get in because I think there's the capacity in um, German stadiums not down to like 15,000 now or Dortmund's at least down to 15,000 that they can only get in so um, yeah Munich there'll be were, limited uh, a number of away tickets Sorry Scotia Munich where the Bayern Munich Borussia Dortmund game was closed door I'm sure uh, the other week was there it? it was on and the Friday, was it Friday? No, Saturday night it was. And it was behind closed doors. And I think it was the first match behind closed doors. So I'm not sure if it's 15,000 or... But they're definitely a lot stricter than they are here. And that's one thing... Sorry to jump on you, Scotia, there. That's one thing that I am feeling. I just hope that there is talk of our stadiums, obviously reducing capacity in our stadiums. And I really hope that's not the case. I'd be absolutely devastated if if she closes football stadium again. So let's just hope that... Um, that's not the case, and we get a full a full stadium at Ibrox. 
No, I've yeah. got the Bayern game on on the TV in the background here, and I'm just checking. It's yeah, it's a very very limited crowd. Um, who are they playing? Um, I thought you were going to count. All, I thought you were going to count all the spectators in the stand there, Scotia, watching. That. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, there is there isn't that many, so I probably could do it to be honest. <laughs> I think it's. I think Rangers are rumored to be getting about seven hundred and fifty tickets or something like that. And you, when you think of the amount of people that would have went to this, look, my missus would have been furious if I went to this. But I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have stopped me going <laughs> if the world was in a normal place. My tickets, my my flight would already be booked. I would I would be going because uh, it's always somewhere I've wanted to go. Uh, but it's just unfortunate that it is um, the way that it is just now. The way the world is, and yeah, I just don't see. I don't see the German authority. He's been too happy. The fact that there's going to be 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 Rangers fans travelling to Germany. So I think it will be quite strict. And obviously with this new uncertainty of whatever they're coming in, then, yeah. It's a, it's a shame, but I mean, I am I am absolutely... Uh, I'm buzzing with the tie and I, I cannot wait for it to come round. Um, I think it'll be something pretty special, uh, and I think that the noise of Ibrox will be will be incredible. It'll take you back to proper Champions League nights. Um, just we'll stop and touch on that. What was the last Champions League game you were at, Ryan? Oh, at Ibrox. Yeah, Ibrox. Do Do you know the answer to this, or is this just asking in general? No, I was just asking in general. I know I've kind of sprung that on you, said I didn't even tell you about this. I just thought about that there. Oh, God. I don't know. I remember. I remember. Be, I was at Barcelona home and away game. Um, I don't know about McLeish. McLeish no, Walter Smith was there. I, but I, I would guess it would be that Barcelona group. I think who would we have in that group? Barcelona and we have Porto in that group as well. Barcelona was. I think that was my last Barcelona, one. Barcelona. Barcelona. Stuttgart were in it as well. Um, Barcelona was the middle games, though, wasn't it? We played Barcelona back to back, I think. That, that was in the road to Manchester. Stuttgart and Leon. Stuttgart, we beat 2 1. Darshville scored a goal, a penalty, made it 2 1. Charlie Adams scored the goal as well. Because um, that was right. at those games as well. I think that was the last time we were actually in that Champions League group. I think it was, so yeah. Yeah. Seems like a different, well. different lifetime qualifying ago. game the next season because we, I think yeah. we held off and like signing Davis and players like that. Hmm. Um, up until we get put out of Champions by, was it Malmo? I th- no, or was Malmo this next Kaunas. season after? Kaunas. Oh no, aye, yeah, yeah, you're right, Kaunas, aye. God, <laughs> oh, but I uh, no, I it just it, it's just when you think about it, it just seems like a completely different life ago. So this is, I mean, we're not in the Champions League, obviously this is the Europa League, but um, I think the noise will be very, very similar to what I, I remember at the start of Champions League games being because. Uh, uh, I, I've said before, before, never on this podcast, that the first ever Champions League game I went to was a game against Valencia. And I think we got beat 2-1. And the atmosphere at Ibrox was unbelievable, literally. And I'd been to Old Firms at that point, and I thought this absolutely shits all over the top of an Old Firm. The noise was incredible. Um, so, yeah, uh, bring on the big ties. I can't wait. Uh, just quickly before we move on to other news, the B team um, are drawn against Sevilla. And they are, what round are they in, Scotch? You tell me. Oh, it's, like the, it's the same round that we are kind of in. Oh, much. is it the same thing? Is it the same yeah. thing? Right, so the round of the first round of 16 before the, the second playoff. round of 16. Right, well, it's like a one-off game. Oh, is it a one-off game? Yeah. So, and when's that due to take place? One of you will tell me that as well. Eighth <laughs> or ninth of February. So the week Thank before you very we much, play Scotia. Dortmund. I'll read. 
I knew there was a reason I had you on this pod. Uh, and just quickly before we move on to the, the press conference that was today, Tuesday, and before we preview the St. Johnston game, uh, other fixture news is Rangers will take on Sterling Albion, in the, Sterling Albion in the Cup, and it will be on Friday the 21st of January, which will be the first game back after the winter break. Ali, you quite like a Friday night game. Yeah, it's good, because you can go and get a bevy before and stuff, and afterwards <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> Aye, first game back, still in Albion. Could be a wee half day to work for that. I don't know. Don't know. See, wait and see what happens with that one. But um, I look forward to that Friday night. I see Celtic got the Saturday game at half five. I'd have probably preferred that one, but don't mind the Friday games. That brings me back to when we were in the when we were in the championship. We used to get a lot of Friday night games in the championship, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I which I quite enjoyed sometimes. So I look forward to it. Yeah, I don't mind a Friday night game either. Yeah, I don't know what. What, what I'm working on that yet, so uh, I, I'll see about that one. But yeah, so that'll be Friday the 21st of January, and so it'll be the first game back after the winter break. So we'll move on to the press conference today, and um, we'll preview, we're going to preview this St Johnston game now. So, Scotia, um, you had more time on your hands than I did today, so what what was said in the press conference? Yeah, so it was um, obviously the boss and James Tav was the player, so... When Gio came out, um, he was first asked about his reaction to the Europa League draw, and he was very excited about it. Glad that we're playing, knows that we're playing a top side. It's going to be really difficult, but we we want these challenges. We want to test ourselves against the best that the rest of Europe has to offer. He was then asked about Kemar Roof, and what he came back with saying that there's been a wee bit of a setback with his um, injury position, and it's not looking likely that he'll be back until after the winter break, maybe just before it, but. He probably won't feature, I don't imagine. He was asked about the squad as a whole, and there was no other injury updates really in terms of the rest of the squad. There's another player we'll come on to that um, there was an update for. It was then asked about what are the mentalities like for Rangers players coming up against a team like Hearts, then switching to a team like St Johnston. And what he was saying is that mentally nothing really changes. We win with the same attitude and same mentality, but there will obviously be tactical tweaks here and there to, to deal with what different oppositions will throw at us. He was then asked a couple of questions about Ryan Jack, who we've spoke about in length um, previously, and he came back and saying that he's in the same kind of position as Roof, that it's unlikely we'll see him back before the winter break. He went in to discuss the Jack injury in a wee bit more detail and said that it was in that training session before the Lyon game that he pulled up just towards the end of the session. Um, Jack has said to the, the medical staff and to Gio that it didn't feel as bad as previous as previous injury. And although Gio didn't confirm it, the way that he was saying that to me sounds like it is a flare-up of the same injury, which we were we were all worried about. So that's not great news. He was also asked about the transfer window, and he was talks that he meets with Ross Wilson pretty much daily, and they're prepared for all the areas we might lose players in because what he did say is the objective is to come out of the, the end of the transfer window with the same quality, if not better, uh, of squad than you did at the start. Um, so good to see that. He was asked about Aribo and Kent's contracts and he wants, yeah, he wants them to attract interest. He wants them playing at the top of their game. Um, but we'll look into their, their contract situations over the coming months because obviously they're both running down at about a year and a half left in their contracts. Um, it was also asked about um, Gio Reyna, who we didn't mention about when we get drawn with Borussia Dortmund. And um, he, he seemed really happy that he got drawn against him. He said his son was getting texting him during the week because um, they're, they're about the same age. He's been in contact with Claudio. 
um, and he's hoping that Claudio can get over to Ibrox to, to watch the game. And then finally, he was asked about Scott Arfield and his performances, and Gio was um, you know, quite forward with it. They didn't really know much about um, Arfield before coming into Rangers, but he's um, from what he's seen so far, he's been really impressed, and Arfield can kind of... He doesn't want to change Arfield's game too much, so he's quite comfortable with the way that Arfield kind of goes about his game. So that was all from Gio. We'll quickly run on to Tav, because, again, it's the player one, so there's not a huge amount to discuss. Was asked about what it would be like with St Johnston sitting down um, and sitting in, and Tav was like, "Yeah, we're well aware that anyone that comes to Ibrooks tends to adopt the low block, and we have to deal with it." And he says that we've been preparing over the last few days in order to kind of come up with a game plan that will only get that. Um, he was asked about the fullbacks not playing as high, and he just said that to be honest, it varies game to game. You know, the last we run of fixtures we've had probably suits us sitting in a wee bit deeper, so that could change in the future. He was asked again about the Europa League draw, and yes, yeah, similar to Gio's comments that he was really looking forward to it and wanting to test yourself. Asked about the response to the Hibs defeat, and he basically just said, "You yeah, well, you can see what we've done since that 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 defeat. So you know, we've moved on." And then he was asked a few questions about COVID. You know, they've been very strict throughout, um, taking the right precautions, listening to everything the medicals have have to say. The fans back in have been amazing, he said, and but he's getting a wee bit worried that it might not be because he did mention like the Germany capacities are decreasing at the moment. So he's hoping that we don't get lower crowds or even worse comes to worse full stadium closures. Um, but we just need to take safety first. And then finally, it was just asked a few questions about the four clean sheets. And keeping the zero as it were and um, he says yeah the shape that we're now playing has really helped in that obviously sitting a wee bit deeper the fullbacks able to offer the centre halves a wee bit more protection but we're constantly trying to improve in that and then he was finally asked about Joe Rebo and he was just saying that he was an unbelievable player and he's, he's adding those numbers to his game although he did say something that he, he said oh what, I can't wait to watch him in one of the bigger leagues and I was like don't say that tough <laughs> want to see him <laughs> playing with Rangers as often as possible yeah, so that was um, the press conferences and not an awful lot of the stuff that got discussed we've kind of talked about recently, but is there anything from that that you guys are wanting to discuss in a bit more detail? The only thing is the... I'm sick of talking about COVID the way everybody else is sick of talking about COVID. Um, the only good thing that I think we've got in our favour is obviously the vaccine uptake's pretty good here, Ali. I think you said um, earlier on to me today it's like two and a half million in Scotland have already went for a booster. So yeah. I think that's the only thing we've got in our favour to maybe keeping capacity crowds um, or as close to capacity crowds as possible. I don't... I keep I try keep trying to pull out. I don't see them doing this. I don't see them doing that. And I'll be fucking wrong. They'll probably close everything down again. But that's the, the only real thing. Um, Ali, I love the fact that he's um, Claudio Renner's boys named after him. <laughs> That's good, that. <laughs> he's yeah, a good player. He, yeah, he's a good player for us as well, Claudio Arena. So I think his boys doing well at Dortmund as well. But I to be named after Giovanni. It's a, it's a good wee link between the two clubs. Definitely, um, it's good. And hopefully, we do see him. At, see him at Ibrox. I've not seen much of Gio Renner. Is he a good player? And one of you will have seen him. Ah, he's very. Is he very good? good? Yeah, he's very good, mate. Mm. Ah, you're looking at twenty, twenty-five million or something to get him. Oh, really? Oh, fuck! Ah, he's a, de- <laughs> decent, ah, he's a decent player. Just in case you were thinking, maybe got a wee loan deal in January. Not happening. Was that? Oh, hang on, because there's something. No, that's not happening. Oh well. Swiftly move on from that. So obviously, St. Johnson are coming to Ibrox uh, on Wednesday night. Um, it's going to be a much different game than um, 
for the game against Hearts. I do not see St Johnston coming and trying to attack Rangers at Ibrooks. Uh, I, I don't see it happening. It could be quite a stuffy game. However, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Oh, St Johnston themselves are sitting bottom of the league just now, although there is only six points between bottom and seventh, and St Johnston have a few games in hand over some of the teams above them. Uh, they've lost their last four league games and did not win a game in November. Um, Ryan, what what are you expecting ahead of St Johnston's trip to Ibrooks? Attack, attack, attack. I'm hoping. Mm. I'm a, my favourite thing about Van Bronckhorst style or the coaching staff, I've said this before, they're playing one defensive midfielder. There's no room for two defensive midfielders when you're playing against a, a team like St Johnston at home. They are bottom in the league for a reason. Um, I was going to say I was up and disappointed in St Johnston. No, I don't care, but I expected a lot more for St Johnston this season. Obviously, they lost uh, Ali McCann and that other, the other boy, I can never remember his name. So they lost a couple of players in the transfer window, but I did expect St Johnston to do a lot better this season, probably top six. But they are, they've really got a relegation battle in their hands by the looks of it, and we should be treating them just like that tomorrow night and going for it. Um, so I'd like, I'm hoping it's going to be one defensive midfielder, whether it's Kamara or Davis, I think it'll be Kamara. Um, and we just attack tomorrow night and go for goals, and that's that's where it should be at Ibrooks. Yep, I agree. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Ali, in terms of St Johnston, um, do you think they've, they've peaked too soon, if that makes sense? Because what else can Callum Davidson really achieve? Yeah, they've, I mean, he done really well last season winning two cups. I mean, we should have won the two cups last season, but mm-hmm. you've, got to, you've got to give them praise. They, they did well to, to win the two cups last season, but as Ryan was saying, they've lost their two star players and they signed a guy or the press they signed a guy today in a free that went to Derby a couple of years ago for five million pounds. So the press were making him out to be and he's coming in straight to play against us tomorrow. So they're bigging him up already. But I remember Rangers signed a guy that was about four or five million euros called Emilson Krabari. We all know who he played, so does he matter how much money we had back in the day? Um but I, I expect St. Johnson to come. They'll sit with a boss there and they'll use that guy. Is it Chris Kane up front? Is a bit of a battering ram for them. I think they'll use him, maybe bring O'Halloran on if they're still in the game the last 20 minutes. But I don't think they'll come and play football. They'll play for set pieces and stuff and the usual. And we'll we'll need to be... We'll need, it's up to us to break St. Johnston down. Uh, but I think it could be a stuffy game because they're... They're one of these teams that we always play and we not struggle against them, but we never seem to give them a good humping. And the last game, I think, I think it was 2 1 we won, and it was that Tav Wonder goal that I think it was that game that, that won us. But um, it'll be a stuffy game tomorrow, I think. Yeah, definitely. You're so good at remembering all the absolute dross that Rangers had over the years, mate. And no, that's not a criticism, by the way. That's a, it's a good thing because I erase these people from my memory. And, <laughs> You're so you when you say names, I'm like, God, I remember that as well. And the hype that you you get around some players and they come in and they're just absolute garbage. Um, Scotia, what's your thoughts ahead of the game on Wednesday? Yeah, Ali's right, it's going to be a stuffy game. St. Johnston have got the third best defensive record in the league, if you can believe that. Behind us in Celtic, and um, on the flip side of that, they've only scored nine times this season in the league. Um, so they're struggling, struggling for goals, but they're not conceding many. And they were unlucky. They put Aberdeen scored in the, the last 10 minutes at the weekend there. They get beat 2-1 against Hibs again in the last 10 minutes after they'd get Bryson had get sent off. 
And um, I think when they were playing St Mirren, they had another player sent off as well. So they've maybe been a wee bit unlucky, but we should be going out and yeah, putting them to the sword, I would think, even though they do have a fairly decent defensive record. So if we just play our own game, and like Tav was saying in his press conference, we've been working on things. So I fully expect us to go out and able to break them down and come away with a victory tomorrow night. Mm, so do I, mate. So we'll move on to our team predictions. Um, Ryan, do you want to go first, mate? I'll, I'll tell you my team in a second, but I hope Scotia has done his research there with St Johnston having the third best defence record because I don't want to see him in the comments calling him out saying he's got that one wrong. So, <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I had time to date. Right, my team. Ah, well, good man, good man. I'm quite impressed with that though. If they're bottom in the league and they've got the third best defensive record, but let's let's hope we can break that tomorrow. Um, I've thought about this team a few times today. And I think it's a good place we're in that you're, you're thinking a couple of players each position. I don't see any reason why it would, would change any of it. So I'm going the exact same team tomorrow night. And I am going 4-1 Fashion Sakala to score first. 4-1? My goodness. You're expecting St. Johnson to score, mate? Goals tomorrow night, boys. I'm feeling it, yep. Oh, God. Uh, I'll go next. I am exactly the same as Ryan. I... I don't think the team will change. I think it will be exactly the same. Uh, I thought about it today. I was thinking about it and I thought, I don't really see the need to change it. Uh, I know St. Johnston are obviously going to going to sit in. I wouldn't imagine they're going to come and have a go, but um, I just don't see any reason for it to change. Uh, I'm going 3 now, and I'm going Sakala to score first. Ali? I would personally keep the same team, but I don't think he will. So I think he'll line up McGregor, the usual back five, McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Bassey, Barisic. I think the midfield three, I think Davis might come back in. I think it'll be Davis, Davis and Kamara. Um, and then I think it'll be Kent, Aribo, and I think Hadji might come back in and Morelos. The reason I think I think Hadji, he may bring Hadji back in is because Johnson will sit with two buses and the pace of Sakali might not get joy in them. Um, Hadji's a guy that can unlock doors, so that's my, my thinking behind that team. Your score? 2-0 Rangers, Morelos, first goal scorer. Scotia, what's your team, your score and your first goal scorer? Yeah, there's only two positions in this team that I struggle with, and it's the same every week, because I think all the other positions pick themselves, but I am going to make one change to the team that started against Hearts, and that's bringing Hadji for Sakala and precisely for the sort of reasons that, that Ali was mentioning in there. Plus, I think Sakala would offer us more off the bench if we're struggling to break them down um, later on in the game, rather than it being the other way around when you're bringing Hadji on to break them down and it's sitting, if we're sitting, um, you know, only winning 1-0 or sitting 0-0 at later stages. But hopefully that won't be the case. Uh, and although I did say St. Johnson have the, the third best defensive record, I'm going for a 4 0 win to Rangers. We're all feeling rather Arribo good. For about this. <laughs> <laughs> We're all feeling rather good, but I think this is, I mean, Ryan, I think you're the only one that said that Rangers will concede, mate. And again, it's not a criticism, but it is only one that we're going to concede. You're not having like a, a, we're not sitting thinking, God, it could be 2 each, 3 each. I think. The, the going for the zero or keeping the zero, as Gio keeps saying, it's, it's coming to fruition and we are beginning to regain a bit of confidence 
um, they won't be conceding silly goals. And yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I've got every confidence that um, Rangers will get the, get the job done. And I can completely understand the, the, the Hadji argument coming back in. I just think I would just stick with the same team and I would just go again. Um, I love how Ali actually says one team and then says, I would keep the same team, but I think he'll play this. So if he gets it wrong, he can say, oh, well, I said I would do this. It just, I'm, just, like the last, I'm just going with like last, the last, last time. The last time we picked a teammate and you said that you got it right and you didn't. But we're just going to let you away with it anyway because um, you left Johnny about the teammate, wasn't he? Uh, but that'll do us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night um, after the game in one form or another. Uh, so for tonight, Ali, thank you very much, mate. No problem. I'll enjoy my wee half day at work tomorrow and then out for a couple of beverages before the game. Yeah, well, I'm off for three days. I'm using up last of so I'm off for three days after tomorrow, but I've still got another two shifts, I think, after that. And then it's Christmas time. Yeah, uh, Ryan, thanks very much, mate. Cheers, boys. Hope you enjoy the game tomorrow night. I'm going to buy myself a new scarf tomorrow night as I've not replaced the one I put down at the gates um, last month. So I'm going to get myself a new scarf. I'm feeling confident now. I didn't want to get it before the semi-final in case mm-hmm. it was bad luck, but uh, that fucking worked, didn't it? Um, but yes, new scarf tomorrow, so you'll see it hanging up in the door in the next pod. Brilliant, mate. Uh, you should ask Santa for one, mate. He might bring you one. You never know. I'll save myself a tenner there, eh? Yeah, Santa is a, Santa is a yeah. blue nose, mate. We're all we're all, we're all we all know that. Uh, Scotia, thanks very much, mate. One hundred percent. Yeah, cheers, Ryan. Ryan raises a good point. I probably need to go and buy a new scarf as well because I've lost mine You've after lost we were in the viceroy yeah. in the semi after the <laughs> yeah. semi game. I'm wearing it in the pod we do after it, but I don't know where it's gone now. I've put it down somewhere, and obviously someone else has picked it up. So I'll need to go and do that as well tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, you should just like I don't know how you lose so many things, mate. Honestly, um, at, you, at one point you think you had four phones, and I'm like, why has he got so many phones? Oh, I'll lose phones, and he ends up finding them, and yeah, it's just so shut. But yeah, that'll do. Us. Uh, shameless plug for me as always. Uh, please like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcast. Follow our socials, as it says, it really helps us get out to as many bells as possible. We will be back um, tomorrow after after the game with a club reaction pod in one form or another. So thank you for tuning, us to, tuning in to us tonight. Uh, we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We'll speak to you all next time. Cheers. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.